everybody. Welcome to another episode of Movie Talks and Chill. We're your hosts. I'm Tony Serrato. I'm Gavin Butts. I'm Patrick Wall. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about a director, a very odd director, a unique director. But also a very good director. Yes, very good director. And one of the kings of the plot twists, I would say, yeah. um, in movies. That would be Mr. M. Night Shamalama Ding Dong. Shamalama, baby. Shamalama D. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, Take uh, the music episode. So, so, I'm so sorry. So sorry. He always breaks into song. <laughs> does he though? Yes, he does. Okay. <laughs> Yet I hate musicals. <laughs> Gavin the musical. <laughs> or as Becky would remind me, you watch Disney movies, you like musicals. Touche. Okay. To be fair, do you watch it or does she put you put it on and make you watch it? Oh no, I see the Lion King on. I watch it. Uh, I mean, that's fair. Aladdin. I mean, come on. The original 1994 one. Not the remake. Uh, yes, indeed. <laughs> Moana. Yeah. Never seen it. You mean you haven't seen The Rock dance around and sing You're Welcome? No. I did see The Rock How dance around you? and sing in uh, uh, Be Cool. Ah, well, that's true, yeah. <laughs> twinkle, twinkle, baby. Very uncomfortable. Twinkle, twinkle. Very uncomfortable. Yeah, yes. Watching him. And I never knew it was him. <laughs> that's because you ain't woman enough to take his man. Yeah, no, right. <laughs> <laughs> So, Mr. M. Night Shyamalan, uh, uh, what would you, favorite one, what would you say? Um, I would probably have to say Unbreakable. As, oh, uh, dick. As, I, <laughs> Didn't sorry. steal mine this time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're just a thief. <laughs> you are a thief of joy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, for me, that was kind of like... Um, a superhero movie that you didn't know was a superhero movie. Yep. Like, mm. not until almost the very end. Plot twist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, he's sitting there in the basement, you know, he just starts adding on weight and adding on weight and he's doing, doing the barbells. Like, what the? Like, is this real? Like, is he just... Is, crazy. Is, is the train Did the train wreck just mess with his head? You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I like that. And, and Samuel Jackson's character in there was awesome. Mr. Glass. Absolutely awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They played a, a good comma, a very different Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Like, completely. You didn't different. run around saying motherfucker the no, entire time? No. <laughs> well, he did when he fell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he almost played, like, kind of, like, half aware adult and half child. Like, you yeah. almost see the child in him when he would talk about, you know, when he would just have these discussions. Especially at the end when he was revealing that he was the bad guy yep. the entire yep. time. Yeah. Well, it was more like a giddiness. Hmm. Like, it was, it was, there was so much passion for what he was doing. It was like he could be that kid. Yep. Because he had to be an adult everywhere else. Yep. Well, and, and funny thing, when he said that, when he reveals he's the bad guy, he never even says that he's the bad guy. Yeah. He basically mm-hmm. says what he's giving He thinks he's speech. the good guy trying to mm-hmm. find the superhero. And what he says, he's like, now that we know who you are, we know who I am. Man, but it's very telling. So that mm-hmm. M Night is good about that too. Is he telling without telling you what he's telling you? Yeah. <laughs> and also credit to the actors; they played those roles super well. Oh, well, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I mean, you got Bruce Willis and Samuel L. Jackson. I mean, yeah. can't go wrong. Yeah, can't do much better than. <laughs> <laughs> so what about you, uh, Mr. Patrick? Well, I was going to say Unbreakable. Do-do-do-do. Um, but I would actually have to go with the one that studied it all for me, which was The Sixth Sense. Okay. Um, yeah, Bruce Willis. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the end of that movie just blew my mind that he was dead the entire time. Spoilers from a, what, 23-year-old movie at this yeah. point. <laughs> you ruined it. <laughs> but there's probably some asshole on the internet who's like, my God, you just told me the ending. <laughs> like, I'm throwing the spoiler tag out there. It's, it's, it's not my fault that you were born in 2003, okay? Yeah. <laughs> it's not like you were the guy coming out of the theater on opening night and be like, can you believe he was dead the whole time? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like that Simpsons episode where um, Homer and Marge are leaving the theater of Empire Strikes Back and they're just walking through the line and Homer's like, I can't believe he was his father the whole time. <laughs> like everybody in line trying to get into the movie, like, oh, you oh. mother. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> They may have said, you son of a bitch, because it was the 80s, and, yeah. <laughs> and it was yeah. on Fox. But, yeah, so people back in the day got in a lot of, they got a lot of hate mail for spoiling The Sixth mm-hmm. Sense, but I think it's fine to say that Bruce Willis was dead the entire time in that movie. Mm-hmm. That's why he wasn't allowed to go to the basement with the red doorknob, and uh, everything red meant to involve death somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought it was a really cool movie. 
But I do want to give a nod to The Happening. That would be okay. a close second. That movie was just fucked up. But I'll say, I'll go to your movie, though, The Sixth mm. Sense. What I really liked about that, again, telling without telling, mm. um, if you really go back and watch the movie, like, now that you know what it is and you watch it, and you're like, okay, you're thinking, okay, he's dead the whole time, and it's another credit, this isn't part of what I'm talking about, but another point is, like, M. Night has a way of, he does the recap. At the mm-hmm. end of his movies, when, yeah. when the big reveal is done, he goes back and then you're like, oh, yeah. But he didn't do it in this one, but if you go back and watch all the times when he's with his wife and he's mm-hmm. talking to her and she never says anything to him. I mean, the whole time you think they're having marital problems and they're divorced or something, but it's kind of legitimate. Like, you would believe that if they were having marital problems, mm-hmm. that... They he, would be you would be talking, that. and she would not be, yeah. but they played it just right to where you're like, why the fuck isn't she responding? Right. Because it was like very short conversations. Yeah. Where he'd like sit next to her mm-hmm. and be like, you know. Just a couple not, words. Yeah, and, and then, then, and then go she, away. Yeah, she gets up and leaves yep. or something. Because she always had that look of like grief on yeah. her face, and you mm-hmm. think she's just upset because they're going to be getting a divorce or something mm-hmm. or having problems, but you go back and you're like, wow. You know, you never really realize that. It's like, holy shit. Yeah. It's kind of like a nod, like similar to like Fight Club. You when you go back and mm. really watch for like the fifth or sixth time, you realize the two of them are never in the room at the same time when there's another person there. Yeah, it's it's fucking weird. Or like, I mean, when the girl with the girl, yeah, when yeah. she's there, you like. I went back and watched it one time, and I'm like, he walks in, he walks out, or he walks out, and the other guy walks in. I'm like, holy shit! You go back and you really watch them. Yeah. Never in the room at the same time. Mm-hmm. Or um, it's like the Saw movies when they do the recap at the end of the yeah. movie. If you go back and rewatch the movie, you can see the characters actually doing the things mm-hmm. the, um, that they were supposedly doing in the recap. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I love those kind of endings where they explain, like, they were actually doing this at that time. Like, mm-hmm. And if you watch closely, you can actually see them doing it in the scenes. I, it's really cool. <laughs> and as much as I love the art form of keeping it up to your... You know your your thought process on what yeah. happened. I can appreciate a visual recap yeah. because I'm like, okay, oh, yeah. that is what he's saying. You yeah, know, that, <laughs> that is exactly what he's saying. Mm. You know, instead of like the last episode of Sopranos where the screen just went black and then when they interviewed him, he said, "I well, think I we talked about this before we turned on the mics." Gavin yeah. and I have never watched the show. You mean yeah. when it faded out mid? Yep, yep. <laughs> That's almost exactly what it did. It was just like boom, and then black, and everyone's like hitting their TVs and shit. And he's like, no, I just want everybody to make their own. Conclusion. I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. I it's like with you for six years for this, all right? right? <laughs> I wanted an ending. It's like the ending to American Psycho. God damn it. Don't leave it up to my interpretation. Yeah. Yeah. Give yeah. me a conclusion. Yeah. You Did gave... he feed the cat to the ATM machine? <laughs> if so, how? Yeah. What was his PIN number? <laughs> and why was the ATM machine hungry? For for a stray cat. <laughs> I mean, you know. You know. Maybe it was a Phil Collins. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? But I do appreciate that. So yeah, I think you two have solid movies. I do enjoy both of them. I mean, I've, I've liked all, basically every movie he's done. He's only had like one official bomb of a movie. Yeah. And that was The Last Airbender. We don't speak of it. Yeah, and like, and like we talked about two <laughs> Which he's... they're already remaking, and that movie came out in 2010. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what we talked about before we even turned on the show, is he's better at lower budget, smaller, hmm. smaller scenes... Stick to that. Let let the creativity come from the acting yeah. and the story. And line. the story. Yeah. You start throwing a bunch of special effects and all this other stuff, and you got a million things going on. It's like just that's just not his thing. Yeah, I think that he realized it, which is probably why he went back to doing the type of movies he's doing. Uh, but I'll say for me, it is the sequel to Unbreakable. It's my favorite split. And I know you haven't seen. I haven't it. seen that, but I've it. seen the other two. But it's it's all about. Kevin. Kevin mm. Wendell Crumb. Kevin Wendell Crumb. Kevin Wendell Crumb. Kevin Wendell Crumb. Um, so he's the psycho with multiple personalities. Mm. And just a good overall movie because, again, it's like two, three sets or scenes, areas, shot in a couple girls or a few girls, a psychiatrist, and him. Yeah. It's basically all it is. And uh, and that one wardrobe sitting out there yeah. outside <laughs> the, when he changes personalities. Yep. <laughs> and so he has... I can't remember. He's, he's got a bunch of personalities, but they call him, he goes by, they, people call him the Horde, or, or his mind inside his head. All mm-hmm. the voices are, are called the Horde, and they each take mm-hmm. the light is what so they take basically over. basically what happened was his mother abused the shit out of him, and for him to be able to cope with it, 
his brain kind of like yeah fractured off and had all these other different personalities that were all there to protect him yes it's called multiple personality disorder exactly (laughs) but like that that was like the trigger of it was and he never even really comes out really like like the original person exactly actual kevin yeah so kevin is the person actual kevin rarely ever shows up it's it's generally all of the the other personalities because you know kevin is trying to heal and um, and he's actually you find this out that he's actually in Unbreakable. He's so yes. I I know the twist ending of Split is Bruce Willis is at the ending because he figures out he's a bad guy. Um, but he's it. So James McAvoy is in Unbreakable. Not him, but like the the kid Kevin Wendell Crumb. Mm-hmm. So when he's at the the station, and um, Samuel L. Jackson is you know there with him. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, kind of talking to him about like what he's, what he sees. Like, oh, I, I can sense when there's a guy who has, you know, a gun trying to get in the line. Mm-hmm. Well, he senses uh, Kevin and his mom walk past him, and like he brushes up against Bruce Willis, and he can see like the kid getting abused. And it's just a quick, like mm-hmm. you know, five second little uh, flash scene. And he turns around to try and catch up with him, and he never does. Oh. But he was on the train with him when when the train went down. Well, his father was. Right. Uh, right. Sorry. They, they explain that in, in yeah, the yeah. final one in Glass. Mm-hmm. When the monster is out, yeah. and he's like, tell him. The beast. He's like, why don't you, you know, tell him, you know, why. Because his, his mother beat him. His father wanted to protect him. Mm-hmm. But his mm-hmm. father had to go on this trip, and his father, he was on the train with Bruce I Lillard, try to remember that. And he died, I... and... The whole thing was Samuel Jackson had set up for the train to yeah. derail or to crash to create Bruce Willis. To create yeah, yeah. Bruce Willis, so I remember that. In and class. he had his father on there, and that's so why James father... McAvoy attacks Samuel Jackson. Yeah, yeah. later on, because his, if his father had been alive, mm-hmm. he, he probably wouldn't have gone through that trauma. Yeah. So the other thing is, like all the personalities, they all protect in a different way. So mm-hmm. you have Dennis's like. The stronger, very OCD one. He keeps things clean and stuff like that. He's one of the more assertive ones. And then there's I can't remember the name of her, but it's the the woman, um, uh, Patricia. 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 Yeah. And she's almost like the mother figure. So yeah. that's the mother in his mind that he would have wanted. One yeah. that's going to be kind and loving to him, even though she's basically psychotic too. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> well, then I've seen Glass. They're all psychotic. Well, yeah. well, he only had you know one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. One representation. I know, right? And, and then you got a Hedrick. Hedrick was the only one that really wasn't psychotic. He was the little kid version. Yeah, of him. he was like he was like a nine year old. He's like, no way. Yeah, <laughs> that is so cool. <laughs> I can't let you use the radio. Yeah. <laughs> the others are gonna get mad, right? <laughs> so whenever one of the personalities takes over, it's called taking the light. And mm-hmm. so Dennis and Patricia are two of like the head ones, the ones that have most control, and they usually keep the light. The longest, and if you say his well, name, who was the one other guy that um, it was uh, the Barry. artist Barry 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 was more was like po- the flamboyant one. Well, he was supposed to be the one that was taking it over, you know, in the beginning. Yeah, when he was seeing the therapist. Yep, and then is when Dennis and Patricia were like, "Nah, screw you." You're not getting the light back. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm Barry. Yeah, <laughs> I'm Barry. <laughs> And he's more like the flamboyant personality. But if you say his name, his full name, Kevin Wendell Crumb, it'll bring them all into chaos and Kevin will come forward. Mm-hmm. But he can hold only hold it for so long. Yeah. Um, and then the others take back over. But the best part about it, we talked about this last week offline, but the best part about that movie or that the actor is he can change personalities and it's so believable. Yeah. And just with his facial expression. Like we exactly. were talking about the like one his scene. Mannerisms. Yep. When the doctor's talking to him in that one scene that I, it's my favorite scene. I watched it again the other night, just that scene, just so I could watch it. And he, she's like, you know, I think I'm talking to Dennis. And he's like, no, I'm Barry, I'm Barry. And she's, all she's doing is she's talking and all the camera's on his face and you hear her voice. And she's saying all these things to him. And she's like, I know why you're doing this. You were strong. You were kind. You, you know, you're doing this to protect them. Is that you, Dennis? And you just watch his facial expressions, his eyebrows, and it's just automatically, it's a different guy. And then he then hmm. speaks in Dennis. Hmm. It's the coolest fucking scene in the Barry. movie. Um, speaks in Barry. So no, he speaks as Dennis. After he changes. So I do, it is on my list, long list of movies to watch, but yep. um, the only thing I knew James McAvoy from before that movie was Wanted, which is a great movie, but 
not a whole lot of acting range. So it's nice to see that his craft is a lot better than I originally thought. Yeah, you only got a little hint of it in mm-hmm. Glass. Yeah. In the movie Glass. Like, you yeah. see a little bit. If you watch Split, you get the full range. Oh, yeah. So I've seen Glass, so I will have to go back and watch Split. Yeah. Um, and also, I think WB owns uh, M. Night Shyamalan a lot of money, mainly because this sounds exactly like a character from their show Doom Patrol. Have you seen it? I have not. So it's just a bunch of mis- misfit, quote-unquote, superheroes, mm-hmm. and one of them's called Crazy Jane, and she has multiple personality disorders, and every personality has a superpower. So one of them, she's uh-huh. like super strong, the other one's just kind of murderous, the other one just kind of cries a lot, and has like supersonic like screeching and all that fun mm-hmm. stuff. And it sounds almost exactly like um, this character. So um, I think M. Night Shyamalan should sue. (laughs) Well, uh, you know, another reason or another cool aspect of the of the movie itself is that, you know, it kind of brings that um, that psychiatric understanding Mm -hmm. like to a full to the big screen. Full frontal. And and yeah, you know, you can't say no to full frontal. (laughs) Uh, But, like, you know, it brings it up there and it kind of puts it into a real conversation. Because mm. you get uh, uh, this the, the doctor lady, she's doing an actual interview with a college and she's using him, Kevin, as, like, her baseline for, you know, what her study is. That's why she's so involved with him. But, you know, she talks about, um, and I even had to go back and look this up, like, this is actual thing. Like, people with multiple personality disorders, like, the brain changes the chemical composition of your body. Mm-hmm. Like one of the one of the um, um, uh, other personalities in you know an individual she viewed was like lactose intolerant, and then another one was diabetic and had to take that was actually Kevin had yeah. to take insulin. Oh, like but so when, when he's that person, yeah, he when he's that to. persona, he needs insulin. But when he's not, he doesn't need insulin. Like what? What the hell? <laughs> well, it's also too about like the strength. That's like when the beast version of it comes out, yeah, mm-hmm. and that's the actual one that they're trying to really keep at bay. Um, you'll see, it, and they show it in the movie. And you probably saw it in a couple scenes in Glass. You actually see the veins start yeah. popping out. Yeah, the dude is also t- extremely jacked. Oh, he yeah, got but, ripped. <laughs> but they show it like they show him like the veins like showing up. Like yeah. you can't see him normally, and then when he starts changing, yeah, it's a little, it's a little. Sp- Visual effects, like yeah. his veins don't look like that. No, no, but, no. but yeah, they but they, they come show, up big time. and he's like able to bend metal and stuff. So yep. as that version, he becomes he has superhuman strength. Yeah, but um, as everybody else, he's not. Henry Cavill actually explained how they do that in an interview. Um, basically, you dehydrate yourself for like over the course of four days. Like day one, you can only have three glasses of water. Day two, you only have two, and then. By the time you're ready to shoot the scene, you were so dehydrated, your skin just sets on all the muscles. Mm-hmm. So if you're jacked like James McAvoy, you dehydrate yourself, you will see like literally yeah. everything. Um, it just sounds <laughs> unhealthy. I, I mean. They have doctors monitoring. But um, Henry Cavill, the way he said it, he's like, by the time, <clears throat> excuse me, by the time, <clears throat> excuse me, by the time you're ready to shoot that scene, you can actually smell water because you're so dehydrated. <laughs> and he's like, by the time you're done, you chug two glasses of water. You're just so fucking thirsty. No, I, well, yeah, you've been dehydrated yourself yeah. for four days. <clears throat> well, I mean, you just have It's not like you stop drinking water. They just decrease the amount yeah. of no, taking. No, you couldn't do that. You can't live without water. For, yeah. You can go three, four days without water, I think it is. And then you die. Yeah. It's not so on the fourth day when you're ready to shoot, you're dead. <laughs> yeah. You shoot hey, early in the morning. Are we ready to shoot yet? <laughs> I can't even say my lines. My <laughs> mouth is so dry. <laughs> Your line is freeze. You go, and you just see dust come out. <laughs> you're trying to run outside so you can sweat just so you can lick the yeah, fucking yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so I would say that is, <clears throat> out of all of them, that is one of my favorite ones. Yeah. Again, because it keeps it very... We've talked about that before. I love a good story there. It's like one or two rooms or a couple scenes mm-hmm. and a few people and just conversation. That had, hits all the bases there for me. So, split. Split all the way. Split all the way down. Yeah. Right down. I've already mentioned it, but have you guys seen The Happening? Yes. Yes. Uh, that was kind of like... Kind of weird for me. Like, I'll just... The, the premise of, oh, yeah, the plants can just shut you off. Yeah, and make you kill yourself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I still remember that opening scene where they're in, like, Central Park, and that girl was knitting, and she just stops and sticks the needle right through her neck. Yeah. But, yeah, that will haunt my dreams. It's a... 
the hideousness of that foot. <laughs> Notice Patrick has no plants inside his apartment. Yeah, yeah, zero and plants in here. Not because my cat would eat them all. I, I would see. I, I think it would probably be more of Little Shop of Horrors than the happening. Feed <laughs> <laughs> me, Seymour. Just here knocking out the. Yeah. That ain't Carter. <laughs> yeah, it's that pause on the doors. <laughs> Feed me, Patrick. <laughs> Hey, what? Another musical. Hey, damn <laughs> it. Doesn't like musicals. Damn it. <laughs> it's like one of the best ones ever. Yeah. Touche. Yes, it is. And you could, now that uh, Becky's in the dental field, you know, she could probably be like Steve Martin. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just hurting people for, for fun. He didn't direct this movie, but it is a delightful movie. Oh. He wrote Stuart Little. I just want to throw that. No one knew it until we turned on the mics and like, holy crap, why, why does he have this kind of cra- Oh, he wrote the movie. So he wrote Stuart Little, which is just a goddamn delightful movie. <laughs> you knew it was coming. Yeah. <laughs> had, to, had to do it. Just God, had to delightful. do it. If you haven't seen Stuart Little, go watch it. It stars Michael J. Fox and Hugh Laurie, and it's just an adorable kids movie. And that's funny. With I, I can picture Michael J. Fox doing like. Well, a, he was the voice of the mouse. Yeah, I, well, that's what I'm saying. I can picture him being involved, but then uh, Hugh Lowry. I just always picture House. Yeah. In my head, and I can't get any other personality out of my. Well, in America, he's like a dramatic actor, but in England, where he's from, he is a comedian. Well, he just he does a comedy show on on HBO now called uh, Oh my God, what's it called? They're out in space. It's like a it's like a cruise ship out in space. I'll have to tell you about it, but Hugh Lowry's the captain. He's a fucking idiot captain. Like, he doesn't know what the hell's going on half the time. I'll have to watch that. Oh, my God. What is it called? Because you have HBO Max, I right? do. Yeah, watch that. That is funny as shit. It's got so many... You'll recognize, like, half of the people in hmm. it. Um, but... Um, well, his main... Like, in England, when he first started, when he was a comedian, his co... His partner... Um, he's in... Also, in the States, he's also a very dramatic actor, but apparently he has roots in comedy and i cannot remember he was um he was mine no he wasn't i was gonna say i was gonna say he was minecraft in the sherlock holmes but that wasn't him mm-hmm. uh, it's gonna bother me now all right now i have two things to look at continue talking <laughs> <laughs> all right so so moving from a uh goddamn delightful movie to uh devil oh the elevator good lord Never that seen was it. freaky as hell again it's a movie just in an elevator the whole movie's it, it, in an yeah, elevator yeah that's that's all yeah <laughs> Oh, it's and called like, Avenue 5, by the way. Avenue 5, yep. And yeah, so it's in the elevator, and then uh, and then the... the Was it just like the SWAT team or like counterterrorism unit or something gets called in? I believe that so. that one lead guy, and then there's the other guy who's just sitting there praying, watching the... He, I think he's like the building security guard. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I want to say it was Mike Pena, but I don't know if he was in it. I'm going to say this, that I've seen the movie... Well, I've attempted to see the whole movie three times I when it came out because it was mm-hmm. years ago and it was with my ex and we she wanted oh, she would like watching horror movies at night so she'd come over well we never made it through the whole movie we'd start watching and you know hands would start moving and things happen and hey, you're like oh this is a family over. show <laughs> yeah, yeah it's a family show <laughs> yeah it's also I don't want to hear about this that's all I'm going to say about we we fuck it man <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mom. Oh, my sweet baby Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Can't we do this doggy stuff so we can both watch oh, the movie? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, I just gave you an idea. Shut up. <laughs> what do you mean, idea? Idea. <laughs> and moving on. All right, so, yes, but devil. Devil, let's go back to devil here. Yeah, yeah. The devil is in the details. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so it, it's basically just a movie that's set in an elevator with uh, I can't I can't remember how many people uh, get in there is like five or six. Stephen Fry, that was his cohort. I'm sorry. And and then like the lights flicker and go off, and then when they come back on, someone's dead. Yeah. Sounds super chill. Yeah. <laughs> and so it turns out that like the devil was the uh, was the little old lady. Yep. It's always the little old lady or the little kid that no one suspects. Yeah. Well, look at the omen. God, yeah. <laughs> or identity. The killer was the little yeah, kid. Yep, that's true. Horrors don't get a second chance. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't they make a uh, like a 
a superhero um, horror movie about that. Like if Superman as a kid, you know, got bullied or whatnot and then grew no, up. No, but that sounds dope as I, hell. I want to say that. Sounds like was... a prequel to the boys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you guys continue talking. All right. So, or the show Invincible on Amazon Prime. Have you seen yep. that? No, I haven't seen it yet. Well, I don't have Amazon anymore though. Um, but quick, it's it, J.K. Simmons is like the superhero of the show, and like this whole time he's training his son to be a superhero just like him. But really, you find out he's an alien who wants to try and take over the world. So at the end of the first season, he's just destroying, I think Chicago. Huh. He's trying to teach his son like these people are nothing to us, and then he murders like an entire train just by holding up his son and just watching the train go through them and mm-hmm. he's just he's totally like no get away from me and he's winding up just killing like a few hundred people yeah <laughs> it's super messed up uh the movie is called brightburn came out in 2019 hmm. it's basically if a kid had superman's powers and he used them for evil oh yeah that definitely sounds like the boys oh yeah what's it bright brightburn right was it on netflix um or was it just out oh it was it was out Okay. It's on Prime for two ninety nine. Woohoo! Woo! It's also on Voodoo. I'll just call Rob. Yeah, he's like, man. Can we uh, fix this? Yeah. Yeah, 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 I got a problem. He's my he's the fixer. Yeah, yeah he's the fixer. <laughs> it's like a mild thing. He's, he's the fixer when we're bored and we want to watch something. <laughs> it's, uh, excuse me, sir. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about one because it was one that everybody knows, but I'm not gonna start. I'm going to mention the movie, and then I'm going to mention a side note about why I want to talk about that movie, because it's going to make me laugh. Okay. Um, signs. So, everybody knows Signs, right? Signs, Little signs, everywhere the signs. Sign. Musical oh, guy. Sorry. So, the reason why I bring that up is we know the story of it when they go into, like, his backstory. It's, you know, his wife got hit by the car, basically severed her, or almost I'm sorry, the only thing I can think of is Scary Movie 3 with Charlie Sheen. So that's, what I to bring up. Yeah. so that's what I was going to bring up. The reason what about the bottom half? Is that still okay? Yeah. Well, let, me, let me explain. But the funniest no thing sex. is... No sex. No uh, sex. I can't hear you. You're, get, you're fading. I, I'm sorry. I love you. Oh, that you heard. <laughs> well, if you remember, in Signs, he's like, after the accident, he walks by and it's, it's M. Night that is the one that hit her. Yeah. And he's like, I'm so sorry, but what makes me laugh in the scary, or scary, scary movie, movie is he's walking by... So so hit her with the car. He's like, "Hey man, can I get it right home?" And I don't know why that one tickles me every fucking time. Hey man, can I get it right home? It's like you just severed my wife in half. <laughs> uh oh, we've triggered the belly. No, laugh. I'm not gonna let it go. Can't do it. Can't do it. Um, but yes, that's why I wanted to first bring size up to talk about. So does the car run. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the car run yeah. Quick side note about Scary Movie 3. That was the first one that was directed by Leslie Nielsen. So the first two. Oh, was it? Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. So the first two, I can't remember who wrote and directed, but it wasn't Leslie Nielsen. But his produ- him and his production company took over at 3 and 4. Okay. That's why it's like considerably different humor from yeah. 1 and 2. Of course he can write, direct it. And don't call him Shirley. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was the first one with directed by Leslie Nielsen, I believe. I know he had a hand in at writing the third movie, well, but I... Maybe you better check I'm, that. We don't want to be I, telling false information. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Trust me, I think I, you better double check that, buddy. <laughs> at PatrickWallWasWrong.com. <laughs> no. <laughs> at PatrickWallWasWrong.com. It's, it's going to be a very large site. <laughs> <laughs> Just nothing but a bunch of blogs. Yeah. You suck! <laughs> this is why. <laughs> Wikipedia motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> then, he goes in, then he goes in and starts changing Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm not surprised by this, but um, Scary Movie 3 was also written by Sean and Marlon Waynes. Well, yeah. I'm not surprised. They were in the first movie. The first two, no. The first they movie. They were in all of them, I thought. I know they were in the first two. I didn't. Were they in the second one? I don't. I know they were in the first one because Sean Wayne's was the killer in the first one. Yeah. First off, you suck my dick. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. But you're gay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> but the other thing I liked about the third one was the whole that Michael Jackson thing. <laughs> okay, I was discussing the wrong. Leslie Nielsen had nothing to do with it. 
Fake at, news. At PatrickWalvesWrong.com. Yeah, I'm just going to create a Twitter account and everyone can tweet at me. <laughs> I will never check on it. You just angrily yell at me right there. So anytime, anytime Patrick starts saying, "Well, you know, an interesting fact," well, like silences might be like, "What is it?" Yeah. Wah, wah, wah. Check it first. Fact <laughs> yeah, check. Yeah. Fact check. <laughs> we, we talked. About Enhance. This. Enhance. <laughs> Patrick, we talked about this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so going back to actual signs, um, I don't know. How you guys felt about it overall? I liked the movie. I wasn't a fan of. The twist at the end, the whole water thing. I mean, yeah, it was kind of a letdown. Considering that was the movie right after The Sixth Sense, the, the twist wasn't as big as that yeah. movie. Yeah, I mean, it's the it was massively overshadowed. Yeah, and the thing is, it's like, and I probably sound like I'm just repeating what every other person in the world has said. If aliens are going to invade a planet, why invade a planet that's seventy five percent water if that's your weakness? Hmm. Yeah, it's the same just, thing with um. War of the Worlds. That ending sucks so hard because... Oh, God, yes. Well, the original one... But, the original... I've seen both of them. But, but... The one from the 70s. But the difference is, those aliens didn't realize about germs. Like, mm. that we had these germs and that it was going to kill them. Like, those in War of the Worlds. Like, these mm. aliens knew that we had water on this planet. It's like... Yeah, oh. they can kind of see it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's like you're allergic <laughs> to bees and you're going to go into a beehive. It's mm. like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna get some I want to some money. I think they're called apiarist. Is that what they're called? Beekeepers. Are you, are you sure? Yes, I'm remembering the episode of I'm remembering the episode of The Office when um, Dwight is talking about his beekeeper and he calls himself an apiarist. Facts. I, I love how that's like your your knowledge base. I was watching The Office and Dwight said, Let, "Let's go ahead and just throw this out there. A lot of my knowledge comes from The Office." <laughs> Gavin's checking on it now. So I think he's maybe. <laughs> Um, we've mentioned it, but let's talk about Glass real quick, because I actually have seen that movie. And yes. So they are called honey farmers, less commonly apiculturist and apiarist. See? What I said. Apiarist. Less, less A rapist? <laughs> That's therapist, Mr. Connor. <laughs> <laughs> so, Glass. Glass. Let's, yes, um, let's talk for a moment. Um, I thought that was, a, like I said, I... I've seen Unbreakable and I've seen Glass and I haven't seen Split. So my knowledge of the character from Split is only from Glass. And I think mm-hmm. all three of those characters, Bruce Willis, um, Samuel L. Jackson, and James McAvoy, did a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I I genuinely thought they had um, Samuel L. Jackson contained, like, the entire movie until, like, the breakout scene. He's like, no, I've been doing this the entire time. Right. And yeah. I was like, oh, damn. Okay. This is going down. And yep. then he lets out the beast and then... Bruce Willis and him are having that knockdown drag out fight oh, in yeah. the courtyard, and then he starts attacking uh, Samuel L. Jackson, and then like the secret organization that's only mentioned in like last two minutes is killing Bruce Willis, and she's apologizing that we have to do this, we can't let you people run around. Right. Yep. It's like holy shit! Like what the hell's going on? I want to see a movie on that organization. Well, that's, that's why what she want. wanted him to take her hand mm-hmm. because she wanted him to truly know that she was one of the big people behind this mm-hmm. whole thing. Yeah. She's like, take, because that's how, you know, if you remember Unbreakable, he'd have to brush up or yeah, touch yeah. somebody to, yeah. to get that. And his weakness was water. That's why he's being killed in like a half inch of a pothole puddle. Yeah. I mean, technically, we all can die in a teaspoon of water. Yes, we could. Or a tablespoon. <laughs> a tablespoon, I'm sorry. But it was the, it's the water like that nullifies his strength. Yeah. yeah. For whatever reason. So he, that's yeah. why he wasn't able to like break free or anything yeah. like that. Um, but I, well, I liked, I liked, you know, when they, when they cut back to like the comic, uh, comic book store and, the the kids are sitting there, you know, they're talking about it, and she's, um, or when, um, you know, she's actually kind of giving a little more explanation of the group, mm. like she's actually going through the comic book store, and all those stories that are out there, like about that, are actually like actually happened. They mm. just covered it up good enough to where, all right, yeah, it's like you, you know, you never get everybody, but you. The ones that get out are usually the ones that are crazy anyway, and you just keep throwing shade on whatever they're reporting so that no one ever really knows it. Mm-hmm. So, like, all these comic book characters that they can't, that, you know, people read about is like, it was actually real? Like, that that's kind of what the, or at least for me, that final scene made true was, all right, yes, this organization has been around for years, and they've been doing this a long, long yeah. time. So I really hope there's a fourth sequel, yes. and it's about that organization. So or, or, I hate to burst or them your bubble. getting taken down. Yeah, I hate to burst your bubble because I did read up on it, and then it said he originally never, never really wanted to do 
like he never had, liked the idea of sequels hmm. or trilogies or anything. And he said he he said on many reports like I'm not doing another. If I'm going to do something, it's going to be completely different. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to do anymore because he doesn't like the idea of continuations and sequels. Yeah. He just said that when he first wrote Unbreakable, it's basically Unbreakable, Split, and Glass all together. Right. And he said it was just too long of a movie to make into one, so he had to break it up in right. three points. That's why the little okay. tidbits are in each yeah. one of them. Like, it's not just him going back and be like, oh, this would be fun to throw this mm-hmm. in. And well, now I'm sad. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, but it's again... Toby McGuire and uh, and what's his name said refute uh, said on many reports they were ne- weren't going to be in the new Spider Man. So, That's true. I mean, it could just be Hollywood, you know, hoaxing propaganda. <laughs> yeah, we're getting a trailer tomorrow, <laughs> or, for yeah, yeah. Four. Or, or maybe just a ploy to get people like write in and, and email and be like, no, we really love your movie. We want, want another one, you know, to well, get him to beg to make another one, and then he's got him. Well, all we have to do is wait until 2069, giggity. Because that's when those movies will be um, not copyrighted anymore, and we can make our own sequel. No, I'm not waiting that long. So. <laughs> I also, know. wait, can I, we just go back to the fact that I just said giggity, <laughs> giggity, giggity? I love it. <laughs> but I thought, for me, I also had the same idea. I would like to have seen a sequel because, or a fourth one, or a continuation, whatever you want to call it. But it would be nice because you had the mother, you had his son. And you had the girl that was the victim that was helping Kevin, mm-hmm. like, there the whole time, and, like, at the very end. And then they did release that they thing did release, about it yeah. at, together. So I'm like, wouldn't it be cool if you did see more of that organization, like you're talking about, see more about them, but the mother of Samuel starts becoming that psychosis of, like, let me be a we got to find more superheroes. <laughs> and then the son ends up inheriting the super strength like Bruce Willis but without mm. the uh, the weakness of water and then the girl gets mm. that multiple personality I'm like that would be yeah. a good like next transition mm. into it call us M9 Shyamalan we can help yes. you make the movie he's like fuck you I've already written it yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. we got it out, out back man come on <laughs> <laughs> but no you're you're very right and I, I, I did like I liked all of them but like I said I think glass well, I haven't seen split so yeah. I can't Judge fully, well, but well, glasses, glasses, is my glasses brought it all together. <laughs> yeah, so glasses ultimately the it's going to be like, hey, that's a good finale. And it was a very good finale. Oh, yeah. I'm a little sad that you know, but I mean, there was a died, but you know, there's a there was a pretty big gap between Unbreakable and Split. Oh yeah, what was that like twelve years? It was sixteen. Yeah, sixteen. Yeah, it was a very large break in there, but that's why. But then, but he did. Uh, they didn't he kind of film that back to back? I don't know if that's like that. He, I don't know. Okay. Because they came out pretty close together, split and um, three years. Yeah, spilling glass. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, they. Yeah, I don't, but I don't know if they were filmed back to back. Gotcha. I just waited. But what I did like about Glass too is kind of reverse of in Split, like when you were talking about the doctors explaining how the different personalities, you know, can change the body and this and that, and then this person can do this, and then the other doctor that was the lady that was the evil one mm-hmm. was basically coming up with rational reasons why they all were just crazy. Well, and like, well, you know, you can do this. And as do she that. put it, as she put it, she wasn't necessarily evil because she wanted Bruce Willis to still be alive. Yeah, she wanted them all to live. Well, no, she wanted Bruce to live because you know he he had kind of you know he had that assimilation and had that family at one mm-hmm. point, and that's basically what she was trying to do was convince him that he's not a superhero and just go back doing your normal everyday stuff. Yeah, you know. So, it, but if because she had said that, like, you know, if he had went into hiding, if, you know, if you had believed me, we wouldn't have to end you right here. So. Yeah. 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 But it's just nice, like, the whole rationale she's trying to bring mm-hmm. when she's got them all three in the room, yeah. just sitting there, and she's, like, talking about the beast, and she's like, well, you know, that zoo, the bars were, like, <clears throat> so many years old, and there was all this water damage, you know, this guy, he tugged onto this, and this was only with this amount of force, and, you know, so it's not really saying that, you know, she was basically just trying to rationalize everybody's uh-huh. abilities. Right. And for a, a moment in the beginning of the movie, you kind of believe her, like, was this all psychosis for three people? Yep. <laughs> yeah. And then it turns out, no, 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 they're they're actually really messed up. <laughs> yep. Bruce is really super. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's and why, James like, when, when they're in that courtyard fighting, and then all the SWAT team guys mm-hmm. come out, and... Half of them go after the beast. Half of them go after Bruce Willis, and he's just like pushing, like walking them all back. Oh yeah, because <laughs> they got the shield. Yeah, yeah. He walks them in and uh, and then locks them in that like uh, trailer or some, yeah. uh, the container. 
Yeah. yeah. He's like, I'm doing this for your own protection. Yeah, yeah. He's like, stay in there. Because <laughs> they even have that camera, and he's got that big-ass bar, and he's like, yep. get in it so they can't get out of it. I'm like... Yeah, Bruce Willis is trying to save him. The Beast is just wrecking shit. Oh, he's oh, trying yeah. to basically eat the guy. Yeah. He did eat part of him. I think so, yeah. Just but him. then, then the the doctor, you know, talks to the, the girl, and she's like, I need Kevin. Yeah. And then she brings... That's when she brings Kevin back, and then they, they do the... Yeah, because Beast would never really hurt her. Exactly. None of them would have. No, no, no. But I'm saying when it came to... Mm -hmm. The Beast was going after everybody, but she knew that the Beast wasn't going to hurt her. Right. She was... Unclean. Yeah, she was... (laughs) She was pure. Was, uh... No, she is the broken. broken, (laughs) You are broken! (laughs) Later today, when I get back home from doing all of my stuff, I know what three movies I'm watching. Yes. Oh, four, because I will watch everything, everywhere, all at once again. That movie, <laughs> that movie is so good. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's amazing. It's. Yeah. I don't think it's out anywhere. I think it's still in theaters, but because oh, we I have access to the Plex server. Yeah. yeah, that's how I watched it. Um, so if you have a chance theaters. to go watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need access to no theaters. <laughs> theater. No one goes to the theater. Get my Twizzlers at the I, Dollar I'm, Tree. I'm, a dollar I'm going train. next weekend to see Bullet Train. It's getting mediocre reviews, but I still, it's, it just looks like a dumb action movie. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. Is like it looks like those one of those. It's going to be corny comedy in there, yeah. thrown in with you know a lot of action. Yeah, yep. and that's kind of my jam. <laughs> like I'm not walking and expecting like Oscar winning performances from Brad Pitt. Like, Shh, this is the quiet car. Yeah, and then they have to have a silent fight. Yeah, <laughs> that looks hilarious. No, I do like I do love going to theaters, but if it's something that's out and it's something that I'm not really running to go see the theater at, but I'm have it available on the Plex, I'll watch it at home. You know, yeah, that's I'm not true. Gonna run th- I'll run to the theater to watch, like, you know, Thor, Love and Thunder. Right, yeah. you know. Oh, I will be in line at midnight to see John Wick for next year. Well, I know you will. Mr. Wick. <laughs> yep. You'll be the guy, like, trying to break into Keanu's house just so you can get a... <laughs> Keanu! <laughs> reminds me of Ted 2, where the cops are like, we got a code 435. Like, God damn it, someone's trying to steal Tom Brady's semen again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because he's in the car with a rookie. He's like, yeah. what's that? <laughs> someone's trying to steal Tom Brady's semen again. <laughs> <laughs> and then he throws Ted. <gasps> Dude, perfect spiral. <laughs> <laughs> I like how Tom Brady just wakes up. He's like, not again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pull the covers back and it's just like, oh. <laughs> It's like the briefcase from Pulp Fiction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You never know what it is. <laughs> well, it's Tom Brady's penis. Like, we all no, know that. No, I know that. I'm saying Pulp Fiction. Uh, <laughs> don't really know what it is. We're talking about Pulp Fiction, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the it's Tom you Brady's see, penis. see, there's a man and a woman. And, <laughs> and the man have the... the this part and yeah, the, the, yeah. Yeah. the girly parts. And, and, yeah. <clears throat> that, as much that, as it pains me to say it, it's the... One of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and his stunningly supermodel wife right next to him in the movie, and uh, like, <laughs> and then, wait, that's the thing that when they pull it back, they're like going through his his accolades, like six Super Bowl rings, four MVP titles, and, like, <laughs> and that's what like wakes him up. He's like, "What the?" <laughs> well, I do uh, want to talk about one thing real quick. One movie that. I don't. I think you said you haven't seen. I don't know. Did what you movie see? You saw. About? You asked me about it called Old. Yeah, I haven't seen Old. Okay. That's one of the newest ones. Okay, I know so it's on Netflix. That's. Uh, I was debating on watching it or not. No, I mean, check it's it on out. HBO it's, Max. It's, it's, HBO Max. Sorry. Yeah, it's interesting. I've never it's, even heard of this movie. It's basically a quick synopsis without any spoilers. Spoiler alert: In case you haven't seen it, but you don't want a quick synopsis, it's tough. <laughs> so here it is. <clears throat> it's just these people are on this vacation. They go to this island, and they are on this beach. And basically, weird things start happening, and people start dying, and, and next thing you know, they're like they're getting older, like really quickly, Ooh. like in a matter of like hours, and they're trying to figure out how the hell to get out of there. Like, there's basically I, I can't remember. I think they get like boated in or helicoptered in on this beach or something. I only saw it one time. Sounds like some reverse Inception nonsense. And but every time you try to leave or, or, or reverse island. <laughs> some, I can't remember something happens like whenever you try to get beyond a certain barrier there's something that goes wrong and I, but basically it's an so invisible I, wall in real life not really an invisible wall but things just start happening that force you back and so you become old you just you're, <laughs> you're just getting older and then like because the, they have like a bunch of, you know two of the couples have these kids and next thing you know the kids are like teenagers hmm. like in a matter of like hours and then 
<laughs> there's just one. I'm not going to give away the one scene, but needless to say, two of the teenagers are hanging out. I'll leave it at that. And then you can figure out the rest. I don't mean, yeah. want to watch the movie. Well, yeah, that, but then, you know, they're kids, so they don't use no protection. You know what they call... You know oh! Uh, uh, um... That's an episode of the fr- of Fringe, too. Yeah. So basically, the girl gets pregnant in like a matter of hours, gives birth to this kid. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to spoil the scene. Tony immediately spoils the scene. <laughs> well, yeah. you, well, I know you're probably <laughs> not going to watch it seconds later. Yes. <laughs> I might have. It's on HBO Max. Watch I just paid $17 yesterday to a keep lot that of, access. A lot of other stuff happens in there that's really interesting. So it's a no, unique No, we're going movie. specifically to that scene now. Thank you. And that's it. There, yeah, that's <laughs> it. We're cutting the movie off, and it's all going to be graded on that scene. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and we're done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's better. But, than yeah, I will say it's not. It's not his normal, his typical M Night. Mm-hmm. Like if I would, if I didn't know he did that movie and I watched it, you I wouldn't probably wouldn't have automatically gone to him. Mm-hmm. Like thought he was the director. I would have. Well, but now that you know it, you could kind of see it. Yeah. Well, okay. what do you what do you think about After Earth with Will Smith and his son? Yeah, I wouldn't have thought like that, that was. Night. That, that was nothing like, you know, a lot of... Because, you know, he's all in the big suspense and then the big reveal at the end. And this was just pretty much just kind of like a straight action movie. Yeah, it was just a movie. I yeah. saw the trailer and I was like, that looks a lot like Oblivion just with Will Smith instead of Tom yeah. Cruise. Kind of. So, mm-hmm. like, the premise is they, the Earth became so inhospitable to life that we had to leave. And so we went to this other planet and found out that there are aliens out there and they have like this secret weapon that they can send out uh, that they basically just drop on a planet and it kills everything that gets in its way. Oh. So it can it's, it has no eyes. It goes off a sense of fear. Oh, and it instills fear by you know, chopping be- you, mutilating you to death <laughs> by being a. Awfully giant murderous beast. Yeah. 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 And it can like cloak and all this stuff. So other when it says it senses fear, is it just smelling everybody shitting their pants? It basically. Okay. Yeah. Change the terror alert to Code Brown. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And so what what happens now is like they're they go on this uh, trip to and the ship gets thrown off course and they crash land on Earth. Like I can't remember how long, but it's like uh, like hundreds of years later. Like it's went it's reverted back to not dinosaur range, but mm. all the animals and everything are giant. Oh. Like, there's no human mm. whatsoever there. And there's, like, this giant eagle. Um, the ecosystem on it changes dramatically. Like, at night, if you're not in a hot zone, you freeze to death. Like, everything on the planet freezes. Oh. And then in the day, it heats back up again. So, it's, like, it's, it's, it's a cool, like, like, concept on it. Yeah, it's just not your typical. M9. Exactly. Yeah, I'm getting a, a. I'm thinking of Wall-E mixed with the end to Don't Look Up. Yeah, where the president. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I'm not. I'm not saying this other director is uh, like a copycat type, but I can see personally. I can see a lot of similarities to how Jordan Peele does movies. It's almost like he kind of took a little bit of inspiration from M Night. Yeah. With the weird twist, I've only seen stuff. Get Out, but I really want to see. I heard Nope is really good. Yeah, that's what I heard. I've seen. I've seen Us. I haven't seen Us. Us has a lot more of a M Night feel to it, like mm-hmm. with the twist to it. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, that's more his stuff is a lot more more horror based, or kind of tries to be more horror based. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I could see similarities in in those two. It's yeah. almost like he kind of took like inspirational yeah. direction from it. And uh, I, I was and there's a fine line between inspiration. And blatant copyright infringement. Yeah, no, he's not a oh, yeah. He's not stealing anything. I'm just saying their styles, it almost seems like mm-hmm. Jordan, when he was out there, he's like, I'd like to do kind of horror movie, but I'd like to do it like that guy does. Yeah. Well, I was I was listening to a radio show like coming coming over here and uh, the the guy on there, you know, they were kind of talking about, you know, making movies. There's, you know, it seems like a ton of stuff in Hollywood now has the same, you know, 10 actors. They all do the exact same movies. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it's either, you know, a superhero DC or Marvel movie that's coming out and that, you know, Jordan Peele is kind of actually doing the, um, you know, he's making some of the only original movies that are actually hitting. Yeah. And he's winning awards for him because he's yeah. apparently, the guy from Key and Peele is apparently a really good writer and director. Who saw that fucking coming? <laughs> well, but if you watch... Comedy the, Central? If, yeah. <laughs> well, if you watch your old, you know, like the skit, like Key and Peele, I mean, their stuff is very intelligent. Like even yeah. it comes off goofy and stupid, but if you really—he's also one of the guys who started the movie Keanu. 
Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. But but it, it's and it's, now he's winning Oscars. <laughs> but because it's intelligent comedy, that's why. Exactly. I mean, it's, Keanu it's really was not fun. intelligent comedy. Uh, no, yeah. I'm talking about the show. The oh. show. Key and Peele. Aaron, that was intelligent. No, if you if you watch how it's structured. It's intelligently done. You tell me you look at that blueberry pie uh, handgun <laughs> standoff, and that is not the funniest thing ever. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the funniest things I've ever That's seen what I mean. on the if internet. You, if you look at that skit that you showed me, and you say that had to have been highly structured and well thought out. In order, that was not just off the top of your head, hey, let me do this, and I'll pull my mm-hmm. face off, and you pull your face off, and we'll have this conversation. Those are... That's intelligent comedy to me. I mean, now when they go, you know, and they do the Hinkle McCringleberry when he's, you know, doing the three pumps on the, yeah, they're making fun of the NFL. See, that's different. Yeah, <laughs> don't get me wrong. There is stupid comedy, and there's just I'm doing it just for fun. Yeah, but then there's also well thought out skits, and if you watch them, they're like Penn and Teller. When yes. Penn and Teller do their comedy, it's very intelligent, but only because I can't figure out how they're doing the magic tricks. What? <laughs> Um, but real quick, if you want us to know, uh, if you want to know what we're talking about with the Mexican standoff and the blueberry pie, go to YouTube and look up a channel called Rocket Jump and then look for Mexican standoff featuring Key and Peel, And it is one of the funniest things I've ever seen on the internet. <laughs> and I've seen some, I've been around since the internet was invented. I've seen some shit. Wow. <laughs> and it is still undefeated. Yes. yes. <laughs> it came out five years ago. <laughs> so I'm going to throw something out here. We got about... <clears throat> Got about eight, nine minutes left uh, here for the show. Let's do something we've done a couple times in the past. What would you, what kind of premise line would you give M. Night as a movie idea? I, not counting the continuation of. Hmm. Oh, Ooh, I mean, if you, want, if you want to do it, because I didn't get your take on it fully. So, yes, you can, you can use that one if you want. Well, my take is I want the next movie to be about the secret organizations and how they're taking down superheroes to keep society safe. That's, I literally want, I, I want to add him, well of course he would direct a movie but I really want to see what kind of twists he would put in there to blow my fucking mind yeah so yeah that's my answer I, we've already discussed this that is my answer that is my answer that's my final answer see I, I, I like that but I kind of like to see him do it like early on like uh, like see, an origin story like the formation of the secret organization? Maybe not even that. Maybe like, you know, um, something from the the World War Two uh, era or even maybe the, like the 60s. I'm getting very Kingsman vibes like from they, this description. They find something, you know, um, or there's someone there. Maybe, maybe it was out of, you know, maybe we'll say early, uh, early 50s, like a superhero or, or several come out of the war you know understanding their powers because something you know after triggers it or whatever and then they have to take them down across across like germany and um maybe maybe they have to help one of them hunt them down and they end up you know embedding themselves in the cia (laughs) and trying to take it down across the world Hmm. you know get deeper (laughs) so i had yeah mind blown (laughs) i would like to see something and I actually just thought of it when I asked the question. So, because you you take all these types of movies, right? So you have like Devil, right? And you yeah. have Old, which and by the way, also Old was it ended up being like some organization was involved with that as well. But uh, so you take that and you take the organization from Glass and Unbreakable and all that stuff and split, and you get the Sixth Sense. So what I would almost like to see very prequel, kind of like what you're talking about. <clears throat> but how they're monitoring all these things at once. Like, they know aliens are coming down, and they want to see what how humans are going to react to it. They're letting it happen. They know this, like, the other guys have the ability. So abilities. you want to make the M. Night Shyamalan cinematic universe. Yeah, but in one movie. Like, they're, they're basically observing, in a way, they, like, know this is going to happen. Like, having it set in different timelines, but they know that this is going to happen now, this is currently happening this is possibly going to happen later. Like, they're starting to see... There's an old like, Amish town in the middle of the woods and they don't know about society. Yeah. They, have a, they have a watchful eye on everything. Yeah. But, I mean, because so if you take it, it's... It it's comes, the MNS cinematic universe. Yeah, he, he could call it the Illuminati. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you, if you think about it, you got... De- in Devil, you got Paranormal. In Signs, you have Aliens. In, yeah. you know, the others you have basically powers and, you know, superhero mm-hmm. stuff. So this organization could be monitoring everything. Maybe at one point they start monitoring. They know that the kid can sense 
talk to dead people. So it's more like telekinetic or whatever you want to call it, mind control or mind reading, whatever it is, whatever special power you want to call it. Psychosomatic. Yeah. Yeah. But then they know that, hey, we could stop aliens, come down, but let's see how humans are going to do. Just like in old, we know that let's see how humans react when this happens to Mm -hmm. them and let's see what happens when we put these heroes together. I also want to see this movie. M. Night, get on it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And basically, that's all it's about. So you only see little snippets of the actual people that were like Mel Gibson or whoever or Bruce Willis. Maybe it could be a young glass. Uh You know, the last movie he makes will be like, I've had this idea the entire time. (laughs) And M. Night will be the one like running the organization. (laughs) His final cut and he just drops dead like no one could ever build upon this. (laughs) My greatest gift to the world is no one will ever edit. I'm not going to George Lucas this. Because oh. he sold it, and then he sell, yeah, 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 sell yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, we got three <laughs> shit movies. Yeah. So that's my idea. I would just like to see an overall. I want to see all of these oh. movies. Yeah. No, I want to see them all, too. But Yeah, I'll yeah. text M. Night later and yeah, see if we that. get the ball. We got rolling. three ideas. Yeah. One of them is amazing. <laughs> we'll, we'll do it like the uh, Unbreakable. We'll just make one long-ass movie, and then you can parse it out into three movies. Yeah. yeah. Or, or just be, you know... Or we could make a five-hour movie. Just, we could just do a, a ten-hour Netflix series. Yeah, I mean, still, I'd, I'd watch it. I still, I, I love that meme. It's like Netflix goes to their users. Hey, we have a idea for a ten-hour movie. Ooh, gross! I can't sit there for that long. Okay, well, what if we cut it up into ten-hour episodes? Awesome! I can watch them all, all in one day. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's something to be said about that for people. They. If it looks smaller, yep. they don't mind it. Exactly. And they can watch it and they're like, holy shit, it's uh, midnight. Yeah, they're <laughs> like, oh, it's only an hour. Six episodes in. What have we done? <laughs> Lunchtime. Yeah. Dinner. <laughs> Dinner. During COVID lockdown, there was a meme going around everywhere. And it was, you know, back in the day, Netflix would say, are you still watching? And someone was like, yes, motherfucker, till April. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> till April. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are just about out of time. Any final thoughts on M. Night? Before we wrap up. It's just a literal, like you said it at the top of the episode, just the king of plot twist. Like mm-hmm. Whenever, nine times out of ten, if he's making a movie, I'm going to watch it. Oh, yeah. Just did, because he has a lot more successes than he does failures. Did anyone ever see The Lady in the Water? I've I seen parts of I it. I never saw that one. I want to say yes, I don't remember. The that. only thing I remember about it is there, um, so it's set in like a shitty apartment complex in, I think, L.A. It could be somewhere, literally anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And there's just a bunch of, like, neighbors who go down to the pool and hang out and have fun. But there's a little, like, a killer mermaid in the pool. Hmm. But one of the neighbors, he will only work out his right arm. So all he's doing in every scene, you could just see him mm. just working out this. So it's like Quagmire. So this gotcha. thing is just jacked. And he's the guy who defeats the evil killer mer- pool mermaid. I don't think I've seen that then. Because <laughs> killer mermaids. I've only seen parts of it, so... Um, Listeners, please let us know how wrong I am. But I, the only thing I remember, like he's a nobody in most of the movie, but he is the guy who has to defeat the lady in the water at the end of the movie. I got you. I know. I think it was something I was gonna watch, and I just never got around to it. And yeah, kind of forgot about and it. And then so. he had another one, the, the Visit. The Visit, I don't know. Twenty fifteen. The Visit sounds more familiar to me, but the only single, thing I get to give is the village. Single mother sends two young children to visit their grandparents in a remote. Oh, yes, that's when they're cannibals. Yeah, but they end up being not really their grandparents. It's like two other people, but they oh. look like them. Because like they're, his like, version of um, Hansel and Gretel. No, it's it's just why. Yeah, they're at their grandparents' house, but like it's weird. Like at night. Like, they're not supposed to go in certain rooms, and then there's mm-hmm. a one scene, like, the girl's, like, doing something, you just see, like, the grandmother crawling across the floor real fast. Oh! Like, or, or running across the floor, and she's like, it's weird, it's weird. If, I, if that's the same movie that I'm thinking of, and I may be wrong, but if that's the same one, then yes, it's weird. Okay. So. Okay. I mean, I don't know if you want to watch it, because so it does get a little suspenseful. Par for Suspense the I can handle, course. it's horror that I can't. What? You mean par for the Shemalam course? Yes. Yeah. yes. <laughs> oh, man. But that is all the time we have for this episode. Thank you all for joining us, talking M. Night Shyamalan and all his wonderful plot twists and weird psychosis he has that he puts into <laughs> his movies. Uh, we love them all. So until next time, for Movie Talks and Chill, we're your hosts. I'm Tony Serrato. I'm Gavin Butts. I'm Patrick. Go watch Mexican Standoff on the Rocket Jump YouTube channel. It's hilarious. Wall. All right, guys. Until next time, take Not care. Not sponsored. Not sponsored.
Take care. Don't forget, guys, you can visit us at our website, movietalksandchill.com. Email us at talktous at movietalksandchill.com or find us on our YouTube channel. Uh, you can also follow us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Movie Talks and Chill. You can listen to us on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, coming soon to Apple Podcasts, CastBox, and Overcast. New episodes available every Wednesday. Talk to you then. Theme music for our podcast was composed, arranged, and performed by Paul the Rock.